Amen. To God be the glory for the great things that he has done for us. Amen. If you have your handouts, um, I told you uh, because your mind is part of the image of God, uh, the image of God where God communicates with you. Remember we said this last week? And reveals his will to you because everything that comes into our lives comes through our what? Our mind. And if Satan can get your mind, he can get your whole life. Amen? Next thing I told you, if Satan be, if you look at your handout, if Satan can get you you to believe a lie. Now, we're going to look at some stuff here today about lies. Amen? Now, what are some of the lies that we believe? Let's say about Satan. Let's talk about that. What are some of the lies we believe about Satan? Oh, that he cares about you. Okay. All right. What are some of the lies that we believe? Some of us. How about the fact that he doesn't exist? Amen. Satan will get you to believe that he's not real. Amen. That it's circumstantial. That it's all, that's just the way life is. You follow what I'm saying? Satan will have us believing that he does not exist. Satan will also have you to believe that he uh, has something better in store for you. Oh, I don't think you heard what I said. Listen, a lot of people gravitate towards wrong over right. Who convinces them? (laughs) Amen. And we'll see that in the life of Eve. Eve Uh, was convinced by Satan, amen, that his words were more powerful than God's. Amen? That's right. And so, you know, if if Satan can get you to believe a lie, then he can, watch this, then he can begin to work on your life and lead you into sin. That's that's exactly what he wants to do. So I want to look at him for a minute. Go to John chapter 8 for me. So, number one, Satan's desire is to control your thinking so he can control your actions. Listen, your thinking affects the way you act, but your thinking affects your what? Your actions. Go to John chapter 8, one of my favorite passages in Scripture. I want to tell you, and it's not that overnight it became my favorite passage, but It became my passage because in my devotional time and just even this last week, this week, right, I was reading my my devotions and it came up, John chapter 8 again. I'm like, man, you know, the the Lord must be saying something to me again in this, you know. So whenever you're doing your devotion time, right, now you won't be familiar with this if you don't read your Bible every day, and you keep falling on the same passage every day, because remember what I told you, I, I pray in the morning, and then I just, you know, I close my eyes, I pray over, I pray, I ask the Lord, Lord, speak to me from your word, okay? And I open up the Bible, and wherever it lands, I read, and then usually a verse or two may stick out to me, okay? And then what I do is I write this, these verses down in my book, you know, in my, in, my, in my prayer book, because here's the thing, you know, you can build a repertoire of scriptures and you can see, because remember, God speaks to you through what? 
through the word of God, right? So let's look at this for a minute. Let's look at verse, um, let's look at verse, uh, we know the context of this, right? I preached this last week. Verse 31. Somebody read that for me. Who had what? Right. Because remember, not everybody here believed in Jesus, right? Remember, uh, they had brought the woman caught in adultery, right? Only a few believed. And then Jesus said, you know, I am the light of the world. You know, uh, you know he, he, he shared all of this throughout this chapter so far, right? He says, I'm the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have li the light of life. Okay, and now someone he was preaching here, some did believe him. See, here's the thing. The, the point is this. Not everybody that hears the word will believe. Not everyone that's sitting in church believes. You, are you following me? And, and oftentimes what happens to us, you know, I read a passage this week in my prayer time, and, 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 Jesus, and, and it was Jesus speaking to his disciples. He says, he who believes before he asks shall receive. Think about that for a minute. So if I want my prayer answered, what, what am I supposed to do? Believe. And isn't that amazing how sometimes we pray but we don't believe? See, these are the lies that Satan tells us. Like, God's not answering your prayer. Oh, you're not good enough. You follow what I'm saying? But listen, you got to remember something, that he's a liar and he's been a liar from the beginning. Go ahead. Now notice, believing is not just good enough. And so Satan will get you to say, well, I got faith. I believe. No, but the key thing is, there's a key word there. And what's that key word, sister? There you go. If you do what? If you continue what? In my word. And what happens to most people is this. They believe for a moment. They believe for a second. They believe for that day. But they don't continue. Watch this. In his word. That's why I brought up the fact about my devotional life every day. The reason I'm in the word every day because it's the word that changes me. Amen. Not, not cute ideas and, you know, you know, all this stuff. Listen, a devotional book is good, but you got to open the word. And then you have to live the word. Watch this. And as you begin to live the word, your life will change. He says, you are truly my disciple. Truly a disciple of mine. If you what? Continue in my word. Satan wants you to think Watch this. Oh, you know, once you, listen, once you save, you're always saved. And I believe in that. I, I'm for that. But Jesus said, you want to know if, you are re if you're the real deal? If you continue in my what? And watch this. If you continue in my work. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Hey, amen. If you continue in worship. Come on, somebody. Because the more word you get in you, the more you see that I got to serve God. Serving God is not going to be a problem for you. Come on, somebody. Serving God, worship is not going to be an issue for you. In spite of how you feel, you got to remind yourself of this. He says, a true disciple 
knows the word of God. Come on. Y'all ain't got, got my help this morning. <laughs> That's that salt. <laughs> See, now watch this. He says, he says, you will know what? The truth. Now watch this. Look at your handout if you have it. It says here that Satan's desire is to control your thinking so he can control your what? Your actions, right? But here's the other thing. Satan does not spend his time on peripheral things. He concentrates on his goal. And that goal is to control what you believe. Come on, somebody. Oh, shoot. Amen. 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 To control what? What you believe. And so oftentimes what, what he wants from us, he wants us to believe a lie, y'all. He wants you to get up every day and keep saying, this ain't working for me. This, I'm not good enough. I'm not worth it. I'm, you know what? I'll never make it. It's always going to be bad. My marriage will never change. Come on, somebody. But let me tell you something. If you are a disciple and you stay in his word, he says you will know the what? You know what a lie does? A lie, if you keep believing a lie, it will keep you trapped. He says right here, and you will know the truth. How do you know the truth? You continue in his word. And when you continue in his word, saints, you will know the truth and the truth. Now notice, it didn't say set you free as most people say. It'll make you free. And what Satan wants us to do he wants us to concentrate, watch this, he wants to control what you believe, peripheral. You know what peripheral is, right? The things, yeah, the things that you see, he, he, that's not his concern. His concern is, if I can get you to believe a lie about me, about you, if, I can, if he can get me to believe a lie about you, then he's got me. But if he can get me to believe a lie about God, I've been doing all this praying. I've been doing all this singing. I've been doing all this serving. I've been doing all this for God, and I ain't getting nothing. Nothing ain't happening to me. That's where he wants us. You got to know his strategy, y'all. Setting free means that you are literally bound, and you need to be released. Make you free means this. You are released, but it's a process of being set free from whatever it is that has you chained down. There's a difference between set and make. You follow what I'm saying? Making you free means, okay, I am free, but it's a process. You, listen, when a prisoner comes out of prison, oh, oh yeah, let me talk some real talk right quick. He's still locked up. He needs to be made free. See what I'm saying? Physical body is free. But he, oh, somebody going to testify in a minute. You, listen, and he needs to be made free. So as he continues in the word, right? He says, and, but, but watch this. Oh, man, I feel my help this morning. Watch this. He says, watch, watch the key word. He says, and you will know 
The word no is called, it's, it's gnosis in the Greek. Now, you need epinosis. Epinosis is when you stop just reading your Bible and saying, okay, I know that. To now you're taking it and it's going inside your soul and it's metabolizing. It starts, you start walking it out. You start living it. You start, you follow what I'm saying? That's what epinosis is. It's moving beyond just head knowledge. I know a lot of things. Okay? But you know what? I, I, I beat myself up sometimes. I'm like, man, I, I know that. But how come I don't do it? I just, I was in a situation, I said, man, hold on. I had to stop in the middle of my situation and say, hold on a minute. This battle is not what. So you know what I immediately did? When the Holy Spirit revealed to me the truth, I stopped and I applied it. And guess what? The situation turned around because I knew the truth, but practicing the truth is something different. Go ahead. I'm acting on it. It's the same thing what you're doing, what you're getting ready to do in, two, in 201. You're telling them, oh, they learn all that doctrine. But now we need you to learn how to be a, a disciple. And you have to take the word. So what are those habits? Prayer, reading your word, tithing, worship. I mean, <laughs> those are the four disciplines that you got that as believers and witnessing. <laughs> five. <laughs> Okay, because there are five purposes to the church. Now, as a believer, he says, you will know the truth. See, there's not, now here's the thing. Mm. What is truth? Watch this. Truth defines your reality. Did you know that? It's called epistemology. That's what it's called. Now, epistemology means that it's, it's, it's what drives you, it's what drives your values, it's what drives your life. So the question is, who defines your truth? And what is your truth defined by? Now, our epistemology, watch this, affects how we view the world. So then it becomes our worldview. Now, our worldview is how is the sum total of how we view life. Now, it's the lenses that we use to look out at life. So, I wish I had somebody. So, now, if I have a biblical lens, okay, if I know the truth, and I have a bit my epistemology, and I have a biblical lens, what happens to me in the midst of whatever I'm going through, I see it through the eyes of the word. So then I respond the way the word tells me. But as I told you earlier, I find myself in a situation, it didn't start off with me in the word. You find what I'm saying? And in the middle of it, I'm like, hold on a minute, hold on. Holy Spirit said it kicked it. Holy Spirit, hold on, man, hold on, man. This ain't your fight. Your battle is not with flesh and blood. It's against what? powers and principalities. So why am I fussing with you? 
So once I caught that through the biblical lenses, guess what I did? That's what we've been dealing with in Bible study. In Bible study, we've been talking about on Tuesday night that we all struggle with unbelief. And, and unbelief is the issue, watch this, that plagues all of us. And so when we, we, have to, we have to come out of that, we have to break out of that because that's what's not Allowing the word to be activated and to be active and to be, watch this, powerful to work in your life. You, you understand what I'm saying? Listen, we can search for results, but when you plateau, when you hit a wall, you got to say to yourself, man, what am I doing? I'm going to church. I'm doing the right thing. Hold on a minute. Maybe I just don't believe anymore. See, because he says, back up to verse 31, look what he says here. He, see, it's all in the word, y'all. Man, listen, I'm serious. It's all in the word. It's nowhere else. Look what he says. He says, if you continue, all right, it's in the active voice, all right? The active voice represents the action as being accomplished, oh, my gosh, Watch this. The action being accomplished by the subject. Who's the subject in this sentence? You. You. Some things Jesus will do for us. Some things we got to do ourselves. But watch this. It's in, the, it's in the aorist tense. But watch this. It's in the active voice. Now, now watch this. The active voice, one second, let me get to that. The active, I'm sorry, it's in the active voice. The active voice is what represents the action as being accomplished by the subject of the verb, okay? So in other words, what he's saying is you have to do it. I can't do it for you, okay? But it's in the subjunctive mood, and the subjunctive mood makes the assertion about there's some doubt or uncertainty. So, so this is more like an if. So what Jesus is saying is there's the if right there. See the if? Yeah. Yeah. The if is in either the first class condition, if and is true, it's good, it, but it all depends on the person. Number two, if and it's not true or if and maybe it's true, but it's in the first class condition, if and it is true. It asserts that an action, watch this, is, is correct if applied. You follow, you follow where I'm going with this? So in other words, right, I'm saying to myself, don't, don't let me lose you here. Watch this. I'm saying to you that G the word is saying, if you, Jesus says, if you continue. See, here's the problem with us. We hear it, but can I ask you something? Why don't you try it and see, listen, that if you try Jesus, your life will change. 
that if you live by his word, your life will change. That's what the subjunctive mood has to do with. That's what the aorist tense of the continue means. It means that if you remain in his word, and if you actually put it to practice in your life, rather than just picking it up when you want to, or just, just casually reading it. No, he says you're proving that you're, you're his disciple if you do it. James talks about that. That if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a, didn't I just say that? I just said that to my daughter this morning. I said, if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word, watch this, he is fooling himself. Listen, we all dress up and all this other stuff and we look the part, but the question is, are we truly disciples? And you can tell if you're a disciple if you have this passion this appetite, watch this, for the truth. You know, and I struggle with this, Pastor, because I see people, I hear stories about pastors who have pastored for 30 years mm-hmm. and decide to say that I'm God, done. God is not real. Right. You know, I see people that have, have been to right. seminary. There you go. There you go. And, and know the word. Know the word. That's right. Yes. What, what's going on is they never, what? They didn't continue. They didn't continue. And at that, see, here's the thing. Watch this. Here's what happened to them. They had gotten so much knowledge. Okay? It never, oh man, watch this. It never went into epinosis where they were living it. So when they, ran, when they came to the end of knowledge, they, they, they had nothing else to do. So, you follow what I'm saying? So there was nothing else to do because they had, if you would, graduated, okay, in their minds. And so as a result of that, watch this, now Satan was waiting for the right moment and he caught them with something else. So they go into something else, getting all this knowledge about this other stuff, other stuff. This happens in the Bible. In the Bible, it happens constantly with different churches and with people in church. So what you have to do, if they would have taken the time to take all that they had learned and start what? There you go. Living it, y'all. That's the key. Everybody could be an expert. Amen. Listen, it benefits you nothing. So if you have a pastor who's been a pastor for 30 years and then all of a sudden he pops up and says, I don't believe in Jesus anymore, it's because he heard the word. He uh, got it in him. But his knowledge, he came to the end of his knowledge. You know why I'm saying that? When I was a Hindu, I thought I was doing right. I really thought I was doing the right thing. So when I got the Bhagavad Gita, and I began to read their book, and I came to the end of their book, guess what? That's when my change began. Because I had ran out of what? Knowledge. I was reading all this stuff, and I wasn't what? 
I wasn't applying it. I was doing a bunch of works, and my works was being masked as application. Come on, somebody. That's what we do in church. Amen. We show up and we could do a job. We could put out some chairs and that's just good enough. No, 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 no. It's when you leave here and you walk out these doors and you go home and you got to face a difficult situation at your job or difficult situation with your kids. Guess what? It's then and only then will you really see if you are truly a what? Disciple. It's the continuance. That's why they stop. That's why they give in. That's why they fall away from God. Because they don't continue to apply it. They want somebody else to do it for them. But it's, it's already clear. The text says it is in the aorist tense. If. Are you with me? All right. Now, now you see, you see where it says... Uh, Notice what it says. Then you are what? (laughs) Write this down. Ask yourself this question. Are you a true disciple? A true disciple. A true disciple. Applies the word. Not just listens to the word. They act upon the word. They, and Satan wants you to believe that this somehow is hard to do. Huh? Am I right? He wants you to believe that lie. Now here's the other thing. He wants you to believe not just lies about himself, but he wants you to believe the lies about you. He wants you to think you'll never change. I will always be this. Listen, that's what he was doing with Eve. See see what I'm saying? And I'm going to show you in a minute. Right. Now, let me me go because I know our time is probably almost up. Let's read on here. Dang. Okay, go ahead. Verse 32. Right? What will make you free? But the truth can only make you free if you're truly a disciple. You cannot be set free if you're not a true disciple. So you know what you got to do today? You got to ask yourself a question today. Am I truly a disciple? You, listen, it's, it's time out for playing with it. It's time out. Listen, are you who you say you are? We can pretend. We can go home and we can say, oh, I did my church thing today. Oh, I did this because this is what we always do. But when you leave these grounds, you're going back home to put it into practice. When you're at your job, listen, I, I've been going to the gym now for about three weeks. And I, I went in there with the mindset, I ain't talking to nobody. I mind my business. I mind my business. But I just can't shut my mouth. I mean, I'm just saying. I, you, know, you know, I just, it's just impossible for me to look at these people in here working so, focused so much on the outside. Come on, somebody. But I don't know what's going on on the inside. 
One guy already told me he don't believe in anything. He, he said, well, you know, I give money to St. Jude's Hospital every year. I said, that's nice. I hadn't hit him yet. I'm just, I'm just slowly moving in for my kill. You understand what I'm saying? You know, but, but here's the thing. I see a lot of young people in there. I see a lot of people. I'm like, you know what? This is good. This is good. This is good. I'm just going to keep letting my light shine, and somebody's going to ask me a question. You follow what I'm saying? See, here's the thing. If it's in you, it's got to come out. If anger is in you, it's going to come out. If negativity in you, it's going to spew on out. I promise you, because what's in you will always show. Are you with me? And Satan wants you to believe lies. Let's read on. Let's read on. They answered him. Mm-hmm. We are Abraham's descendants. All right. And have never yet been enslaved to anyone. See, see how confident they are in themselves, these Jews? You see, some of us, these were religious people. They believed that just because they were included in, in, in Abraham, or they were Israelites, amen, or they were Jews, that guess what? This don't apply to me. This don't apply to me. Listen, keep, keep reading, keep reading, keep reading. Is a what? Right. Okay, when you now listen, it's not that let me just let me just say this to you. We all gonna sin. So don't even try to come up here with that with that, you know, anti-sin message. It ain't working. Not for me. Okay? And if you want to tell me, well, 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 we got to do better. Yeah, I understand we got to do better, but guess what? We all struggle with sin. But it's the practice of sin is where the issue is. You hear what I said? What did I say? The what? If you were to practice more in the word, hello, somebody. Remember what I said? Now, now I said this. I don't know when I said this. But I said this uh, one of these days I was teaching last week. Sanctification means proximity. Come here, Justin. So here's the thing. Proximity, right? This is what it means. So that's what sanctification is. So the more I practice the word, the closer I'm getting to Jesus. Now watch this. I keep practicing the word. I continue in the word. I'm getting closer to Jesus. I keep practicing the word. And then all of a sudden, I'm in his proximity. Now, when you come into his proximity, it doesn't mean that you're sinless. It means that you sin less. I don't think you heard what I'm saying to you. Because when you're in his presence, you are more alert and you are more in tune, watch this, with you. And when you are in the presence of Christ, oh, I wish I had somebody, watch this, you see yourself clearly. And here's how you see yourself. Here's the lens that you see yourself through. The Word. And the more you read the Word and the more you continue in the Word, the clearer you're going to understand who you are. 
See, they couldn't see themselves because their lens were dirty. Read on. Verse 35. Now watch this. When God's word is not in you, you will seek to kill, seek and destroy. You will do your father's will, which is the devil. You will destroy churches. Come on, somebody. You will talk about pastor. You will talk about the people in your church. You follow what I'm saying? You will talk down about your church. You will seek to kill because watch this, because the word has no place in you. Read on, read on, 38. From your father. Keep reading. Now notice, Jesus was not talking about, now when Jesus said, look what Jesus said. Therefore you also do the things which you heard from where? You, now, now who's their father? I'm going to show you in a minute. Watch this. Go in verse 39. <clears throat> Now watch this. A lot of us think God is our father in church. <laughs> A lot of people think Jesus is their father. Amen. They just going through the motions every Sunday, every week in church. They're religious. These people had a form of righteousness. They thought that Abraham was their father. They really thought, now, Abraham was their father, right? But remember what Jesus said, if, you, if he is your father, you will do what your father, what, tells you to do. Now, watch the text. You see what I'm saying? He says, if Abraham is really your father, I'm trying to show you something. See, here's the thing. We can have a picture of ourselves that's not real because we're living a lie. And it's the lies that Satan has told us. Watch this. Watch this. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Right. You would what? Not only continue in my word, but you would love who? Jesus. Keep reading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it? Now, now watch this. Now notice. There go that word cannot again. But it's, it's look what it said. It is because you cannot what? See, some people can't continue in it. Some people 
watch this, don't have it, some people don't believe it, and some people can't understand it, his word. And Satan, according to the parable of the seed and the sower, when you don't understand it, what does he do? He comes and what? Snatches it from you. Keep reading, keep reading. I got to close. Verse 44. You are of your father. <laughs> uh huh. Now, that beginning right there, next week we'll pick up right there, okay? Remind me. That beginning is where we're going to go with Eve. He was a murderer from when? The beginning. See, he killed Adam and Eve spiritually. Come on, y'all. Why, did, why else would Jesus call him a murderer? He called him a murderer because what? He killed, listen, a lot of us are here in body, but Satan has killed us spiritually with his lies. We've bought his lies. Look what it says. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in what? Truth. Because what? There's no truth where? And I'm going to stop right here. And whenever he what? Listen, you got to hear this. Listen to this, y'all. Satan can't tell the truth, and some of us can't either. We have to lie about everything. Every You live with some people like that. All they want, all they do is lie, just lie. De listen, listen, whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from where? His own what? Yeah, right, says, for he is a what? And what? That's all I've been trying to get to tonight. The what today? The what? The who?